Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hi, FT Weekend listeners. This is Lulu Smith. I'm filling in for Lila this week. And to start off this episode, I want to tell you about this really distinct memory I have of growing up in the 90s. I'm driving around with my siblings in my mum's car, and for once she's let us choose the song. The windows are down, our hands are in the air, and we're belting along to this song, which is playing at full blast. Let's go, girls. Shania Twain is one of the best-selling female artists of all time. She's had three Diamond albums, and she's sold over 100 million records. And for many people, like me, her music epitomises the sound of the 90s. Chances are you probably know all the lyrics to at least one of her songs, whether it's That Don't Impress Me Much, or You're Still the One, Shania's music was everywhere when I was growing up, and it's never really gone away. But in the early 2000s, Shania herself disappeared. In 2003, at the peak of her fame, Shania contracted Lyme disease. And of all the things that it could have affected, it hit the nerves in her vocal cords. I couldn't stand to hear myself sing. I could only sing in very specific places in my voice. So it was heartbreaking and frustrating for me. And so a lot of the time I just stayed away from it. Yeah. And did other things with my life. That's Shania talking to me a couple of weeks ago. Now at 58, she's back in full swing. She's just released an extended version of her iconic 90s album, Come On Over. She's touring again. And she's also got a new album too. It's called Queen of Me. I'm not a girl. I'm not a boy. I'm not a baby, I'm not a toy, I'm a queen. I'm way more liberated than ever before in every front. Just coming to terms with aging, coming to terms with, you know, having my voice back. So it's like now it's time to celebrate that and enjoy it to the fullest, which I'm doing. You know, I'm loving all my loud notes, every <laughs> mo- every loud note on the stage. So I'm celebrating all of that. And I'm uh, not apologizing for anything really right now, to be honest. This week, I'm thrilled to talk to Shania about her journey back to the stage, how she writes songs, and why her music still resonates all these years later. This is FT Weekend. I'm Lulu Smith. Shania Twain, welcome to FT Weekend. It is amazing to have you on the show. Well, thanks for having me. As we're recording, you're about to start the UK leg of your tour. Um, I wanted to know 
your tour is called The Queen of Me after your latest album. Why is it The Queen of Me? Like, what does that title or that phrase sort of mean to you? Well, I wrote this, let's start with the song, because the song represents, I wrote this song to bring myself into a positive thinking spirit. You know, it was during COVID, so I'm, I was mm. uh, worried like everyone else, and, and to escape into, into a mindset that I could control, into a mindset that I could, that had no limits. It was just my imagination. And this is called songwriting, by the way, for me. Yeah. This is what songwriting does for me, right? So it takes me to a different place and I'm allowed to think and say and feel whatever I want in these moments. So the tour, I named the tour after, after the, the, the song, after the album title, because more than ever before in my life, I'm just more comfortable in my own skin. Mm. I'm not afraid of being imperfect. I mean, I feel like I'm just doing everything right for my well-being and it feels right Yeah, uh, celebrating it with the fans. It makes a lot of sense that you say that because I feel like this whole album is, it's really self-assured and it's really fun and it's, brace, it re, it's really embracing a feeling of joy and spontaneity. It's also quite different to a lot of your other music. I feel like a lot of the production on this album is very like, modern high quality pop and it's a little more synthy than some of your older stuff like even um even a bit 80s stuff like waiting yeah. waking up dreaming i wonder why that sound like what led you to that decision when i was writing the album i was thinking exactly along the lines of what you're saying mm -hmm. um you're very spot on it reads very true to the spirit that i was in which was okay what makes me want to dance? What makes me smile? What makes me want to just spin around the room and forget about life for a while? And those more poppy, which to me now sound very fresh yeah. again, you know? So it was, it was refreshing to play with some of the sounds that made me want to dance when I was younger, that made me want to you know, the, the, where I would just close my eyes and spin around the room and, and feel happy and light, you know. So it made sense musically that the arrangements went that way. And the lyrics, of course, mm -hmm. um, you know, they're, they're very... Empowering. Yeah, and they're cheerful. You know, they cheered me up, the yeah. lyrics. Especially during COVID, I feel like that's quite important to have that sort of outlet so you can kind of dance around your room and, I don't know. Exactly. Queen of Me is a really upbeat album, full of anthems which make you want to dance. Like Shania's older stuff, you've got power ballad vocals and songs that sound a little country, like Giddy Up. As you were talking, like my favourite on this album, it's probably a toss up between Giddy Up um, and this one, but it's like if I had to come, if I had to come down to it, it would be inhale, exhale. Uh, awesome! It's so good, and I feel like it sort of sums up a lot of what you're describing. Um, it's really a sort of love song to breathing in a way, and it kind of hangs around Absolutely. this lyric. What are you going to do with that air? And I wondered if you could sort of tell me about that song and what inspired it? So I, long story short, I get very bad COVID. I end up in the hospital. I've got COVID pneumonia. 
I'm uh, on the brink of will I will I recover or not? And um, so uh, before I know whether I'm going to recover or not, I just start writing down all the things that I that air give us. Okay, what does air give me that is that makes it so it makes it more than just life? Mm. Because if I live. I want to look at it more than that. I want to appreciate it for all the other little things that we overlook. So I just started writing down, you know, like, well, balloons, for example. You know, we wouldn't have balloons if we didn't have air. We wouldn't have, um, you know, just uh, we wouldn't be able to skydive and do these crazy things. We wouldn't be able to fly. We wouldn't be able to, you know, all of these, um, we wouldn't have bubbles. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I really entertained myself with my own crossword challenge with (laughs) air, and I connected all the dots and reasons why, if I got out of that hospital, that I would write the song and share that inspiration with everybody through music. So that is why the song was written. I feel like there's another dimension to it as well, because... I mean, the fact that you went through that during COVID, um, but on on top of that, you also took quite a significant break from your career because you contracted Lyme disease. I wonder if you could talk briefly about what happened there as well, if you're if you're able to. Uh, sure. I mean, it's very ironic um, that I would be, that my my voice would be affected by the Lyme disease. It's primarily something that goes to other parts of your body that are, you know, horrible. But mm. my condition was that it damaged the the nerves to my vocal cords. This literally took my ability to project sound and to control sound. Uh, and it, like a phonation, you know, speaking, singing, whatever it was. Screaming, I couldn't scream, stuff like that. Wow. So in my experience through the process with the surgeon and the the neurologist and all of that, they had never seen a case of these nerves, nerves being damaged by Lyme's disease. They've seen all kinds of other things. Long story short, took me seven years to determine what was wrong. Wow. Seven years. Um, seven years, which was the reason for this, the vocal, you know, the singing sabbatical. I mean, I was, I was able to do very, very controlled things, but definitely not um, anything sustainable. So that was, you know, really detrimental, of course, obviously, to my career and to my joy um, of expressing myself through song. Let's get into Come On Over, because um, you've just re-released this extended edition of the album, which first came out in the 90s. And I feel like this is the album that really made you, like, an international superstar. Um, listeners will definitely know the songs. They're all absolutely iconic bangers. There's Man, I Feel Like a Woman, That Don't Impress Me Much, Still the One, uh, Come On Over, Honey, I'm Home. Uh, I could go on and on and on. Twelve of them were singles, which is insane. Um, can you tell me about why you wanted to re-release it now? Well, 25 years later, well, 25 is a fabulous number, I think, just in my own psyche. (laughs) And the whole journey of the Three Diamonds albums was 
and still is this incredible feat yeah. in anyone's career and certainly way beyond anything that I'd ever expected to achieve. Come on over was the follow-up to the first Diamond album. And I had not toured yet. I, I decided to focus on the songwriting for Come On Over instead of touring off a Diamond album, which was a very, very unusual thing to do. I, I just took it so seriously. I, I just wanted to do my best writing and, you know, touring and, and making the money and following the typical cycle was less important Especially coming from where I came from. I mean, maybe it's easier for me to say because I came from nothing. Come On Over is still the eighth best-selling album in history. And 25 years later, you'll still hear the songs everywhere. In supermarkets, at drag shows, in karaoke booths. So I wanted to know why Shania thinks her music still resonates. It's, it's, it's so difficult. It's, it's really difficult to say, you know, what what was so influential about about the music and still is but i would say uh my own observations are that at least of what i do and and what i why i do the why i do music sharing it like that through um record making mm-hmm. is all about my truth because I wouldn't be able to get up on the stage and do it if it wasn't authentic. So maybe it's the fact that I'm speaking so frankly about what I really think. Yeah. That resonated. And it's never easy to write a, to write a simple lyric. It's, yeah. That's always the difficulty because writing a novel is a lot easier than writing a three minute and 20 second story that actually says something profound. Yeah. It's like poetry almost. You have to sort of really condense your thoughts into that one line. You really do have to say a lot in a short time and it's got to be poignant and it's got to, only in the sense that if you want it to resonate, right? If you want it to like stick. So we're talking about longevity. There are a couple of like interesting little flourishes in the lyrics. There's one lyric, me and my sister, who's like the OG mega fan, was talk- we were talking about this. And um, in Man, I Feel Like a Woman, there's the best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to have a little fun. Uh, but the word prerogative is quite interesting. It's like, I, I don't think that appears in any other big song, <laughs> apart from the one that... Um, it's my prerogative. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> um, like, do you remember how you hit on that word or like what your, this is a very, very specific question, but. but that, that's such a good question because for a songwriter and, and from what I was just saying about being creative and, and still, you don't want to abandon what you really want to say. And what I really wanted to say, of course, there's many words that would express that, but prerogative had the cadence I wanted. Mm. I needed the sort of the consonants to fall there in the right place. And also the way you start um, a word, uh, whether it's a vowel or a consonant, and depending on which one it is, affects the tone mm. of the way you sing it. So 
I write everything for my voice. And so there's, that's where the skill comes in. Mm. So, you know, I was, I was able to say what I wanted to say. And that word worked as part of the puzzle without me having to compromise. And in fact, I was able to be more direct about, I was, about what I was saying. So let's fast forward to now. Uh, you started touring again in 2014. Is that right? Um, yes. And you're now 58. You've recently turned 58, I believe. Happy birthday. Um, It seems like you're performing all the time. You're back everywhere. And I'm just curious what it feels like, like what you're sort of thinking about and physically feeling when you step out on stage. Like, bring us with you on stage. What's it going to be like? Oh, it's going to be so, it's going to be very emotional for me because this, my time on stage right now is more valuable than ever. Personally, yeah, I've never felt so liberated um, as a singer, as a songwriter. I've never been felt so appreciated and respected uh, by the industry, by the audience. So I'm just taking it all in. I feel like I missed so much of that the first time around. Mm-hmm. And just now, like doing those classics on stage and celebrating what the music has achieved yeah with its own life and relationship with the with the with the world and the audience and and music culture and then what i've achieved as an artist it's just this let's celebrate this win it's a win there's we you know i feel like it's just a win i i wonder if you have any um any music racks for us what are you listening to right now what are you inspired by this can be, you know. Oh my God! I know this is a anything. good question. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm I am inspired by a lot of music, uh, very diverse stuff. But if I'm alone, I will put on. Uh, the, and this is going to sound totally off the wall, and probably now very obscure. But do you know who the singer Dan McCafferty is? I don't. Okay. I'm sorry. Well, you will. You yeah. So you have to go look. Okay. This so the, to me, this is the best rock singer who that that ever lived. And he's from the the group Nazareth. Okay. So you have to, do you not, do you know who Nazareth is? I'm so sorry. Okay, good, good, good. So I feel feel good that I'm sharing this with you because it's so amazing to hear it now again. And then on the country level, uh, Brayland is as good as it gets. He's so fabulous. It's an artist called Brayland and he's going to be, touring with me in the UK. Amazing. And he's got a very R&B style to his country that is just totally my vibe. Like, I just love to listen to it. Well, that feels like a, the joy of music for like or listening to music just for your own pleasure feels like the perfect place to end this interview. Um, Shania, this was such a pleasure. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show. And I'll see you in London at the concert. I look forward to it. Thanks. Thanks. That's the show this week. Thank you for listening to FT Weekend, the life and arts podcast of the Financial Times. Next week, Lila's back and talking about dinner parties with the FT's food and drink editor, Harriet Fitchlittle. All links for today's episode are in the show notes. I wrote an interview with Shania based on this conversation, which is there too. All of the links will get you past the paywall. 
As you know, we love hearing from you. The show is on Twitter at FT Weekend Pod and Lila's on Instagram and Twitter at Lila Rap. I'm Lulu Smith and here's my brilliant team. Katia Kumkova is our senior producer. Molly Nugent is our contributing producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Jovinko with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forhez is our executive producer. Monique Malima is our intern. And our global head of audio is Cheryl Gromley. Special thanks this week to Molly Nugent, the MVP of this episode, Lila Raptopoulos, Persis Love, Misha Frankel Duval, and Millie Smith. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll find each other again next week. <laughs>